Welcome to the Playmaker Podcast, a podcast for people who want to sell differently. Playmakers wage war against traditional sales and win. Remember, success is just one play away. Welcome to the Playmaker Podcast. You have your host, Gabe Larson. We're going to be talking about a cool topic. Um, uh, you know, the world of sales is always changing. You've always got different ways to think about it. But something that has come on my radar, not in the too far distant past, is this concept of reviews and, and customer reviews and, and how it's affecting the entire sales process. Um and um, via, via LinkedIn, I ran into uh, Derek Levine, um, who's a regional director over there at uh, Trust Radius. And we were kind of talking about some stuff um, around reviews. And I thought, oh, my goodness, this is something I want to learn more about. And I think the audience should learn more about it as well. So, uh, Derek, thanks for joining. And how the heck are you? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you uh, you having me on the show. I'm I'm doing well. I'm preparing for Hurricane Harvey as it uh, nears the coast, but I'm glad to be on the podcast. Oh my goodness! Are you? I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah, I saw you were in <laughs> Texas, but are you? You're down in that area, huh? Yeah, I am. But uh, we're gonna be okay in Austin. It's just uh, more couch time for the weekend, so we got to prep the food and the drinks and turn football on. And I think we'll be okay. I love it. I love it. Um, you big Texas football fan, or what's what's the what's the situation? I'm a I'm a Longhorn guy for college, but uh, I grew up in Houston, and I was an Oilers fan growing up. But as soon as they took my team away from me, mm, uh, my dad man. started driving me to New Orleans Saints games, and that's where I went to school. So I was actually a beer guy at the Saints games for four years. So that's where my heart is. I'm a Houdat Nation guy. Yeah, look at that, man. I remember the Houston Oilers. I had a big crush on, God, well, when was I following that? Warren Moon, Ernest Givens. Oh, yeah. Um, was it Drew Hill? Something Hill um, was a receiver. I mean, I, you could you have me at Warren Moon. Warren Moon, man. Yeah, those are names. I, I like that team uh, way, way back when. Anyways, um, Longhorns though, man, they've been struggling, you know, I, they got rid of this Charlie guy, right? Charlie Rose. Charlie, uh, Charlie strong. Yep. They got rid of him. Yeah. Who'd they bring in? Oh, they brought in the one guy, the, um, um, I know it's, it's from the smaller school in, in Texas, wasn't it? <laughs> Tom Herman. Tom Herman, yep. man. Yeah. Tom Herman. All right. Well. It should be good. I mean, we're always excited about football in Texas, obviously, but uh, we always also say that this year is the year. So <laughs> it's been since 20, 2005 with Vince Young, so uh, here's hoping. Honestly, that's right, Vince Young, man. Yeah, because truthfully, I mean, the down, when you guys lost to BYU, that's my that's my alma mater. Um, I don't know if you watched that. I mean, we were all watching it intently, and we, we roped you guys in and just just mutilate i think we beat you twice i mean either way so people got fired and, um i don't mean to bring up bad memories but i'm like man you lose to a team like oh, BYU. Right, you deserve right, right. you deserve to get uh, <laughs> you deserve to get 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 couched there so anyways yeah um, you've won twice in a row and you know you got four wins to our win i know so uh yeah byu has our number yeah which sure. is crazy because we don't have a lot of uh, uh a lot of people's numbers anyways um <laughs> 
<laughs> it could be worse. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, I mean, actually, usually I like to pin people, you know, something unique about themselves, but I think you've already nailed that one with the football story. So can you just tell us a little more about yourself and, and, and what you do at Trust Radius? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, regional director here at Trust Radius, uh, which is a B2B review platform and a voice of the customer platform. Um, I'm actually one of the newest hires here, uh, came on about two, two and a half months ago or so. So you got someone who's uh, really green, really energetic, um, and will definitely provide some, some fresh insight in regards to my background and where I come from. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. Um, and so trust radius at a high level. I mean, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot for the elevator pitch or the, 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 the 15 second overview. What's the, uh, what, what, what do you do? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, obviously I think everyone's familiar with your, your consumer facing review site, uh, for B2B reviews. There's many out there. But really, kind of where we differentiate ourselves, we're a, a voice of the customer platform. Reviews uh, and the site for reviews is certainly a part of our offering, uh, but there's layers underneath that allow us to capture long-form user content that we're able to deploy across your landing pages, your outbound marketing, and into your sales channels that actually make an impact, whether it's closing deals, uh, using voice of the customer in your marketing collateral, or actually gleaning actionable insights so that you can better your product messaging or your product or your customer service. So uh, there's multi-layers underneath just the review site that you see. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Well, let's get into this concept. I, I, I mean, reviews, I, I, I mean, I've heard about them. I didn't think they really fit too much in the kind of the sales world, but uh, as I kind of did some research, it certainly makes sense. Um, maybe you can just take a step back, though, and talk to us about what, what, what are reviews? How do people start thinking about them? How do they start using them, et cetera? Right. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I come from a background of, of user-generated content, and that word gets changed ever so often to CGC, to UGC, to voice a customer. But you know, you just think about your normal day-to-day life, right? I think as consumers, we've become really comfortable with using reviews when we're researching, you know, to buy a high consideration type item, uh, whether it's a washer and dryer, a fridge, a car. We want to see what other people have to say about that product. And we want to read content from people like ourselves, right? It's more applicable. You can put yourselves in their shoes. But the shift has happened. And this is really the reason I joined Trust Radius. Uh, to be a part of kind of the B2B review shift is these executives that are making multi-million dollar or even, you know, $50,000 purchases for enterprise software, they're consumers at the end of the day too. And they don't want to pull out their company credit card and swipe a, a giant PO for software that they haven't done their due diligence on. So that's why we're starting to see the shift from not just B2C, but now B2B and executives reading and doing their due diligence and reading through really thorough reviews to make sure that they're making the right investment and they're also hearing from people that have made those same investments like that. Okay, and so, but we, so okay, that, that, that makes perfect sense. When you, when you say reviews or you've mentioned a couple other terms, 
you know what what mm-hmm. what what is that i mean is that literally like a, a captioned quote from you know a peer or someone kind of that i can relate to that is posted then on some notable website am i, am I understanding that right or get, break down the ba- most basic definition here yeah, it's a, it's a good question because I think reviews, testimonials, case study, you know, all of that gets thrown around and uh, it can be interchangeable. But when I talk about reviews, uh, at least from my viewpoint, I'm talking about a very uh, in-depth, robust review. We're talking 400, 450 plus words that provides you deep insight into how that person used the product, how they currently use it the ROI they've seen from that product. So you're talking about a, a really robust, uh, robust piece of content that they can uh, glean really good insights into how people have purchased the product before, how they use it currently within their own company, the ROI they've seen from that, uh, and maybe even alternatives that they've considered and chose that product uh, over. So it's not just a, you know, a one sentence or a two sentence quote. Those are really great to pull from a, a very robust review to include in an advertisement or maybe a highlighted on your website. But really, you know, I think the, the meat of it is getting a very robust, high quality review. Uh, and full testimonial of that product. Got it. Interesting. I didn't. I didn't realize. So there's some real depth to that. And then where do? And this may be kind of a watermelon question for you, but where where do people find then those 400 you know, these longer? I mean, are they are they posted somewhere? Um, you know, is there, is there a place where a lot of B two B reviewers are going to find this type of information, or is it on a company's website? Or where do they find it? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Obviously, companies that have garnered those types of reviews will certainly boast it on their own websites. But I think what's really important is the way B2B shoppers look for reviews nowadays using multiple sites, uh, especially searching for reviews. I think about 78, 80% of B2B buyers are researching for review content. And there's a number of review sites out there uh, that provide this type of content. You know, Trust Radius is obviously one uh, that provides really in-depth, robust reviews. Uh, we have a handful of competitors that are in the review platform space, like G2 Crowd and Captera and IT Central Station. Each one offers a, a consumer-facing site. Um, I think the difference is you need to find that reputable, trusted source that provides really robust content. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think the problem that a lot of cons- a lot of a lot of people have is you know, if I see a marketing ad by a company, it's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, that company mm. is just trying to sell me something. But I do feel like with, you know, you get stuff like Glassdoor or you get um I mean, they're, they're these kind of more let's just put them in the kind of the B2C category or you know, you these these sample review pages. I mean, I feel like sometimes people even are a little curious about, you know, reviews like, well, I mean, you know, I go to G2 Crowd. It's like, is this company paying G2 Crowd to have good reviews on this or how? So I I guess my question is, and you brought up kind of this reputable or ethic. I mean, when you look at some of these reviewing type sites and can you name them real quick? Some of the ones that, that are more common in B2B one more time. Yeah, um, so Trust Radius, of course, um, G2 Crowd, there's Captera, GitApp, Software Advice, 
uh, IT Central Station. So Got there's it. certainly a handful out there. Got mm-hmm. it. But ha- so, but then how do I know on TrustRadius, for example, that that InsideSales.com didn't just pay TrustRadius, um, you know, a million bucks to only put up good reviews. I mean, what what does the process look like to know that these are reputable sites? There you go. I, I finally got out the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's a really good question. You know, and you know, G Two Crown and a couple of other uh, sites they operate on a different business model, more of a CPL or lead generation type of site where you're paying to play, uh, sort of sense. Um, so for us. We moved away from that model over a year ago. We made the strategic decision that we truly wanted to be a trusted and authenticated source of content. And what we've done is we've removed any advertisements on our site. So if you were to go uh, for inside sales, uh, let's say, and go read reviews for inside sales, you're not going to be served up with ad content of other competitors directly on that page. We also don't have... uh, a pay model where if people click on a CTA button on our site that we're charging you for those clicks. In other words, that would be paying for the round trip. So for us, it's about let's serve up the right review content that people are searching for. If they want to look for competitive or alternative companies, then they can take that action, but we're not going to serve that up to them because people are paying us to do so. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so, um, so th- there is though. I mean, the models have gotten to a place where um, I'm not, you know, InsideSales.com or some other companies not necessarily paying G2 Crowd or, or Trust Radius to. Um, I mean, I guess they found a way to make it ethical. They found a way to make sure that the content or the reviews stay real. Because if if I want to give a bad review for InsideSales.com, can I still go on TrustRadius and submit that like I can on Glassdoor? Or no? So we have a few standards. Uh, The first is we will authenticate every single review. So every review that is written... Uh, is authenticated through LinkedIn. So our research team will actually look at who wrote the review, compare it to their LinkedIn credentials that they sign in with, and make sure that, one, they're not a direct competitor that's coming to bash inside sales, um, and two, that they're actually writing a review uh, from a company that they say that they're writing it from, and three, that they're not actually an inside sales employee writing uh, a company for inside sales to promote your score. Yeah. Uh, so we do that. We also have human eyes that will read each review as it comes in to make sure that one, the quality of the review is up to our standards. So we will not publish every review that is written because we care about the quality of content and that it's actually purposeful yeah. uh, for the active buyers that are doing research. So it has to meet a certain threshold of content and character limits. They also have to answer most of the questions that we asked them for that review. Now we'll go back to them and ask them to complete the review so that it can be posted. But by all means, to your point, if you want to write a negative review and you spend the time to write a review, it will get published. What's great about that is obviously negative reviews are very powerful. Uh, If a company truly is a customer first marketing organization and wants to learn from the feedback that's getting provided to them, they can glean those insights from the negative reviews to better their product. 
their customer service and their support. Sure. They can also engage with that negative reviewer yeah. to show that they're actually listening and caring about what their customers are going through and saying. Interesting. Do you feel like, um, I mean, what's in it for the person who actually reviews? Um, I mean, do I go on one of these sites and just um, review something out of, you know, I'm either mad or happy, or is there an incentive for a user? <laughs> what? I mean, I've never gone on, on one of these sites and, and put in a review, and I'm wondering why, why I haven't. It, 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 I mean, am I just being lazy right. and I should, or it, do, do I get a $50 gift card if I do? <laughs> it's a good question. I think it goes back to the the one ninety uh, ten rule, where you know only one percent of the population are going to actually write reviews. Um, you know, whereas the other ninety percent are just going to consume it. Mm-hmm. And same goes for nowadays, right? No one's proactive enough to say, "Man, I really love inside sales. I'm going to go to Trust Radios and write a review today." It just doesn't happen. Yeah, usually um, it does, but very rare. But no, we run when we work with. Uh, customers, we run incentivized proactive outreach campaigns. So I think it's become the norm nowadays, you know, offering a, an incentive for them to write a review. So here's a win-win. We get to get quality feedback, um, you know, from a customer of inside sales or whatever company. And we'll give you a $25 gift card for taking the time out of your day to write a, a really well-written uh, review on our site. Wow. So I can start making some money on the side by reviewing some of these applications. <laughs> There's, I know a couple of people <laughs> back in the day that uh, used to make good coins. <laughs> Interesting. That's awesome, man. Interesting. Well, and, and normally, you know, I, I mean, I don't meet, I don't like to go too much into the, um, into some of the vendor stuff, but I, I appreciate you kind of elaborating on some of the, these concepts because I do think, um, you know, especially even on our podcast, you know, we get pretty into like the details of the very typical sales process. And this is, it's, it's there and it's, it's part of it and it needs to be talked about more, but I, I think it is a little more, it's just not spoken about as much. So I appreciate you kind of diving into some of that. So, um, you, you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned this concept and it was really intriguing to me is this idea of how B2B software is not sold, but it's, uh, it is sold, excuse me, but not bought, I think is what you'd said. Um, and I know we've talked around a little bit, but can you elaborate on that thoughts or what that kind of meant? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think there's, there's really low consideration type of items out there that you're very easy to pull out a credit card and and make a purchase without ever talking to a salesperson, um, you know, be it a laptop case cover or uh, a Yeti uh, for the weekend floating trip, whatever it is. Right, <laughs> right. When you're talking about complex sales and enterprise software, the sales cycle that occurs, um, you know, there's multiple touch points. It's a high consideration software purchase. It's a lengthy purchasing journey for these active buyers. So, um, it's absolutely sold, and that's through marketing, uh, putting out top of the funnel type of content, nurturing and closing articles that salespeople can use throughout the entire journey. It's having a reviews presence out there so that you know your active buyers are researching you before they even get a hold of a salesperson and have that initial call and creating a short list of vendors that they're going to consider for their purchase. So 
you know, it's, it's a very lengthy process. It's a complex process. And I think that's where reviews play a very vital role is the fact that, you know, they provide valuable content for execs to read, make a short list, but you also have to enable your sales team with reviews and have those reviews in as many places as possible. Because we know they're looking at multiple sites. Yeah. So it's not just, they're not just going to come to Trust Radiance. You know, they're going to go to G2 Crowd. They're going to go to other sites. Yep. So dual strategy approach is smart. Yep. They're going to go to your own website. So make sure that, you know, any marketer can say Found anything that. they want. You know, yeah. every thousand technology companies claim they do the same thing. So how do you highlight your core differentiators? Yeah. Use the customer voice. Yeah. So, Reviews are valuable along this complex sales cycle. And I think that's why, you know, this enterprise software is sold in that box. Yeah. Do you, so, so, and, and you mentioned, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this concept of bringing these into the sales process and you've alluded to it a little bit, but maybe how you've kind of done this on your own or how your company's found other effective ways to do it. Again, you've kind of touched on bringing it into it, but how can a sales rep or a sales team start to infuse this stuff into their daily activities so that they can, you know, build the the trust themselves and kind of leverage the, the information out there? Yeah, it's a really good question. You know, there's particulars uh, to trust radius and our abilities that we have, uh, but just speaking holistically in regards to how you can interweave reviews into your normal sales cadence. For me personally, um, I use the reviews that we've garnered on Trust Radius from our own customers in my prospecting, my nurturing, and closing of deals. And the way I do that, you know, obviously we use LinkedIn and Sales Navigator. Uh, we stay in touch with our prospects to understand what articles uh, they're talking about. So using relevant review snippets from our own customers to either overcome an objection or uh, highlight a particular use case that's, you know, if an HR company had left a review on Trust Radius that they used our software and loved it, I can now service up an HR relevant quote to someone that I'm going after in the same space. So it's serving up the right content to the right people at the right time in my sales cycle. So that's how I personally use reviews. Um, you know, the other way is also in my own prospecting. Uh, the nice thing about working at a review company is that it's a public facing domain and the people we don't directly work with still are generating reviews on our website. So being able to point to those newly published reviews and say, hey, I don't know if you noticed, but we just published a brand new review for inside sales. Look at the great content that exists on here. You know, look at the feedback that they give about customer service and success and, and look at the, the features that they're asking for for maybe a new product release. So it allows me to come to a conversation, um, you know, equipped with some knowledge that maybe inside sales or another organization hadn't previously known. So it just gives me a little bit more credibility. Oh, I love it, man. Interesting. Is there a way that you, I mean, as a sales rep, then you just got to kind of know that the, the reviews that are out there, there's not like a way to organize them or something like that, right? You just have a place like Trust Radius or some of these others that if I'm a sales rep, I, I now know the the reviews on that. And then when the right time in the sales process comes up, I can grab those and kind of put them out there to really kind of substantiate my claims. Is that correct? 
Right. That's correct. I mean, in particular to us as a vendor, uh, you know, getting into particulars and trust radius, you know, we have uh, integration with Salesforce that kind of streamlines this process and almost spoon feeds your sales team rich review snippets that are relevant to that particular person, industry, objection or use case. So, me as a salesperson, I'm really excited to work on Trust Radius because I get to use this tool every single day. Um, you know, if someone brings up one of my competitors during a sales call and I'm doing a go to meeting live demo, I literally will go to our Salesforce and show them competitive quotes mentioning why people either chose us over G2 Crowd or work in tandem uh, as a dual strategy approach. Oh, it also allows me to easily copy those quotes and put it directly into an email in about 10 seconds. So my productivity increases. My BDRs are much more surgical with their outreach approach. Interesting. So um, do you feel like, uh, I mean, maybe to kind of close this out, um, I think the, uh, the thing that would be interesting is, uh, uh, for, for those of us who don't know much about, you know, this space, how does a uh, – maybe you can answer this in a couple different ways, but as I think about, you know, working with a company like Trust Radius or, or one of your competitors, what should I be thinking about or what should I be asking? And, and I don't mean to put you in a difficult position, but a lot of us haven't – you know, we haven't really looked at this area. When it comes to buying a forecasting tool, it's like, well, I know a lot about forecasting, but reviews, I'm – I'm a sales leader. I don't know much about reviews. So what, what, what are the things you ask or the differentiating features or things you should be thinking about when looking for a provider or a partner like Trust Radius? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And I'll kind of speak to it from a, a different or two different ways, rather. Um, one, I think just Trust Radius in general and the way that you should look at it is what are the reviews going to do once you actually get them. You know, once you get your customers on record and you have a review, what then can you do with that content? Does it just live on a third party site and give you warm and fuzzies because you got a five or 10 star review right. and they say love, they love your product? Or is it truly something that's, that's robust yeah. content that provides right very rich details mm-hmm. into your product and your messaging and the use case, but even more so you know, with Trust Radius, it's the ability to take that content, tag it in the back end through a tagging library, build a Rolodex of client references that you can go back to. Or if you want to invest in video case studies, you can reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you're able to syndicate or push this content to various landing pages. So we talk about yeah. boosting conversion rates. Now you're getting huge, into digital marketing. Huge. So, yeah. So, a demo page or what's more important having a demo page there for people who hopefully opt in or having content right there next to request a demo that's influential to that person at the time that they're about to click request a demo or it. request a sales call. And then of course we just alluded to the Salesforce uh, integration that allows you to spoon feed this content to your sales reps to be more surgical overcome objections more easily. And what's what I love most about it actually is every company I've ever been a part of, we operate a client reference program off an Excel spreadsheet and we always hit the same companies up time uh-huh. and time again. Uh, 
This takes away the need for client reference phone calls. I've never had one since I've been here. I think there's been one since 2013, Wow! actually, because we're able to surface up real customer quotes Powerful. from real companies um, you know, directly to them before they even ask. I love it. Um, the other thing I was going to say, and sorry, I'm a little long-winded on this, but um, you know, when you look at the ROI and you start looking at investments, that's another thing I would consider, obviously, if you're making a, a purchase in the review space. You know, a lot of people are fixated on case studies, which I still think serve a tremendous purpose. You're never going to go away from just doing video case studies. Um, the thing that I'll say about it is, one, it always is, is polished. It's well-written. Um, it comes off as such. It can also become stale really quickly because if you have product updates or version enhancements, you know, six months after that video case study is done, it could become irrelevant. Um, and the other thing is it's 10, 15, 20K a pop to produce these video case studies, whereas the investment in a review platform is exponentially uh, less yeah. and the ROI is exponentially greater. Interesting, man. No, that's a great, great overview. Um, finish us off here. If someone wants to get in touch with you or learn a little more about Trust Radius, what's the best way to do that? Uh, yeah, my email is Derek, D-E-R-E-K at TrustRadius.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can email me or call me on my cell phone directly at 713-725-2793. Uh, but best way, really, I mean, just email me or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always uh, social selling. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Well, hey, really appreciate it again, Derek. Interesting information around how to use reviews, what they are and how they can fit into the to the sales process. So with that, uh, remember, success is always just one play away.